Welcome back, Bob White. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. <laughs> How have you been? Give us an update. Um, I've been good. I've been educating myself. Um, I've been pursuing a master's in divinity and biblical counseling lately in Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, that's been going well. I just finished my first semester, and I'm currently on break back home. And that's why I'm able to do this interview right now. Yeah, I can't remember what we talked about last time. I know it was the it was, oh, it was missions. We dealt with your yeah. We talked missions. about missions, my testimony, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Why are you going? To, tell everybody why you're going to school. Um. So, I'm. The goal is to wind up in uh, doing missions overseas, and the reason I'm going to study biblical counseling is because when when me and my family were overseas. My dad had a lot of people come to him with problems, and he he didn't hadn't studied counseling, and there was no one he could refer them to, no Christian counselor he could refer them to. So he was kind of between a rock and a hard place. And so while he was over there doing full-time ministry, taking care of a family, he also was studying uh, online uh, biblical counseling. And it took him, you know, a long time because he just had his time split up between so many things. And so he said, if I'm going to pursue um, any education, um, he, it's just not a good idea to, to do it with my, with um, having a family already and stuff like that. So uh, he told me that, and so I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to pursue my master's. And then I, I started looking at what countries I wanted to wind up in. and uh, And I was like, I'm going to need to know how to counsel people because there's not going to be anyone I can refer them to while I'm over there. So that's that's what put me on the path for studying biblical counseling. So I'm I'm really excited. Thoroughly enjoyed my first semester. It's a great seminary, great people. Yeah, so are there, is there going to be other degrees later? Or is this going to be like done with this one once you finish done? Um, I'm not planning on pursuing a PhD. So if like maybe... If the Lord wants me to pursue an, another focus after this one, perhaps, but I'm not planning on pursuing any PhD or anything like that. Okay, I didn't know if you were, because you said, it sounds like you you wanted the counseling, so you'd have that for, for uh, in your toolkit, so I didn't know if you wanted something else. Uh, at the moment, not right now. <laughs> <laughs> Is it because it's too stressful? Well, uh, it wasn't terrible, but I didn't sleep much, and I, <laughs> and I met very few people. <laughs> so it's it's nothing like a, like a university, like regular four-year college you're saying it's different it's it's pretty different uh a lot more reading for sure uh it's it's a decent amount of writing you do more writing than test taking uh, although you do take a decent amount of tests um what my my hardest teacher was dr crockett at Cary, and so i just went in thinking i'm gonna have three dr crockett's right now and uh and I'm glad I went with that expectation because it was a little easier than that. But uh, but if I hadn't had that expectation, then it would have been a kind of rattling, a shocking experience, I guess. Hmm. All right. Well, where can you talk about where you want to go or um, no? I, I want to wind up somewhere in the Middle East. Middle East. Okay. Yeah. Well, cool. All right. Well, then, you, know, you know you got some other life updates you have not said yet. Uh, yeah, I got engaged uh, to. Sorry, I got engaged uh, January. I'm sorry, not January, July. 
uh, 10th, I think it was. And uh, I think she likes me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure I like her too. And so we're going to get malwedged. Took out Va. Lord willing, May. Yep. And, You're oh, saying and, you and, may? You may get married? Is that what you said? No, in May. <laughs> okay. and, uh, and you just might play a role in that wedding. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah, I love my Bob White. And uh, and Rosie White. <laughs> yes, yes. Good old Rosie White. <laughs> she's lovely. She is. She uh, she's more like a tulip, but but she's very rosy like too. <laughs> <laughs> Soon to be Mrs. White. That's gonna be interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, people always said they wondered who I was gonna end up with, and then I'm sure a lot of people thought the same thing about you. So, yeah. I feel like we definitely got more um, calm. Calm women compared to ourselves. So. For sure. Yeah. Um, I think people were just surprised I wound up with anything at all. No, I don't think so. <laughs> no, because I heard way too many people say, that Bob White, like, he's just such a great guy. I don't know why he wouldn't have a lady already. So and now you have one that wants to, you're getting married to. So I feel like everybody, nobody was surprised. Okay. I think more is probably more surprised about the calmness. Everybody thinks that you know, if you're a hyperactive person, you're probably going to get a hyperactive partner but for me and you it doesn't seem to be true that's true so they're goofy for sure yeah yeah we have very goofy women but they're not like hyperactive so. yeah they don't definitely don't have to take as many ritalin pills as we do <laughs> <laughs> oh man bob white you we do not take ritalin we don't we do not disclaimer i don't know what ritalin is I'm not quite sure. Is that for ADHD? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't think they make it anymore, though. Oh. I say I wouldn't know what they take nowadays. So. I would have believed you. I'm not a doctor. Disclaimer, I'm not a doctor. I want to be a doctor one day, maybe in, like, movies and stuff. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought you said you didn't want to have a PhD. <laughs> no, of course not that. No, too complicated. So just being an actor. Yeah, maybe an honorary degree. <laughs> okay. So, any other updates, Mr. Bob White? You're having a baby. Uh, that's news to me. I I'm want everyone kidding. to know that. <laughs> I'm just joking. There may be an adopted baby Ooh. in the future. Like that would be much better. Now. Yeah, adoption sounds way better than birthing children. <laughs> children are awesome. Well, neither one of us would have to go through that anyway. Yeah, that's true. I remember when my sister had a baby. It was a very stressful experience <laughs> um, for me. I, Why? I, I think I think she had a hard time too. But for me, it was very <laughs> an emotional time. Like my hormones were all over the place. <laughs> so that's funny you say that. My most the most stressful baby situation I was around was when my oldest sister Zarana had a baby. <laughs> I guess it's the the sisters. I guess that my other sister she like. See, it wasn't her favorite experience. My, other, my sister Gabby, she had a baby too, and it wasn't her favorite experience, but she she definitely didn't... Like, Zoran told me one time she didn't love me and then blamed me, blamed it on her being pregnant. She was like, I don't even love you. And I was like, what? She said, I'm pregnant. <laughs> I was like... She said that in the same sentence. Yes. <laughs> she was like, I'm pregnant. It's pregnancy brain. I was like, what the crap? Like, so, apparently... <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> Well, that's, that's what she said. Sleep at night, I'm pretty sure I asked Gabby one time. I was like, "Do you still love me?" And she was like, "What? That's a stupid question." Something like that. But no, she one sister had like a lot harder time mm. with like she like both of them. Well, Gabby said she didn't really like being pregnant, but mm. she didn't have like pregnancy brain yeah. or whatever. And then Zorana, 
she loved being pregnant, but she had pregnancy brains. So I was a. Uh, it was very interesting to be told that one day. She told me that at D now actually. Really. Yeah, I don't know what we were doing. I was messing with her, I think, and she decided to tell me that. She thought it was funny, and I was like, it's not funny. Like, I didn't tell you I didn't love you. So, and she was like, well, I'm pregnant. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, Brooke didn't really suffer with pregnancy brain that much. The, the stressful part was, uh, I think she was, like, in labor for almost 30 hours. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Her, her water broke, like, in the um, early morning, and, and she didn't even go to the hospital. And what? what? <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just I was gonna tell you. Did she get a plumber? I was gonna ask. Did she what? <laughs> to fix her water problem. But <laughs> uh, it was so stupid. Yeah. But you asked me. We, we, brought the, <laughs> we brought the pipes to the hospital. And we're like, does anyone know what they're doing? Turns out a janitor did. <laughs> tell your story. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Um. I, oh, this was at the beginning of COVID, so. All right, we're back. Bob White killed my batteries. Right. Anyway, <laughs> you were talking about your sister's pregnancy. Um, it took us a little while to find new batteries. Not too long, but long enough for me to forget where I left off. Uh, you but, were in the hospital. Okay. You were looking for doctors to fix the plumbing issue. Yes, yes, but turns out they uh, helped my sister deliver the baby instead. <laughs> and uh, I guess that's important. Yeah, but they weren't very good at communicating with me what the problem was. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, um, yeah, I left the room, and then next thing you know, I come back. Um, it was, it was, I wasn't gone that long and the baby had arrived. Yeah. It was like just like 30 hours of labor. <laughs> <laughs> so did you leave, go home, take a nap? Wake up I, I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> so you weren't there the whole time? No, I was there the whole time. Did you sleep in the hospital? Mm, sort of. It wasn't very comfortable. <laughs> I say, if you stayed awake for 30 hours, it'd be terrible. Yeah. Even if it is for a baby. Yeah. Well, you know what? I might have gone gone home. To be honest, I can't even remember where I was living at the time. But we spent most of the time there. Um, yeah, the w- masks weren't that big of a deal then. That was right before COVID kind of blew up. It was yeah. in January. Yeah. Like, when did we get out of school? When did we get? Um. Well. Oh. Like graduate? No, no, no. Because you know, like COVID happened while we were in college. Mm-hmm. So, like, when did that? I can't remember what month we were in when we were... March. Oh, yeah, because yeah, so COVID was not a. I mean, it was in on the radar, but people weren't really talking about it yeah. too much. I remember hearing it in one sermon when they were talking about it ravaging other country, like another country. Oh. Mm-hmm. But I really didn't know much about it. And then, and, the, and our friend Breno, our mutual friend, who's been on the podcast as well, he left and went back home. That was a sad day. Yeah. That, so, uh, which was good that co- he got back before COVID, though. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I uh, I remember like I guess it was January when um, some some of my friends from China were, were telling me that um, that they, there was this virus going around home and they were kind of concerned about it. That uh, they weren't very like overly concerned about it. They were just frustrated because um, it was affecting like their whole towns and. People weren't taking the proper precautions, and so it got really out of hand real fast. 
Um, and so I was like, wow, well, you know, I'm, I'm praying for China, but I never, never thought global would, would become related to COVID. So, yeah, I don't think anybody did. I really didn't think much about it until, hmm, probably until I had to live by myself for a little while. That was probably when I was like, oh man, it's oh, yeah. a big deal. Cause yeah. everybody was saying that I was going to die. I remember like friends were like, you're going to die. And I was like, what? Why are you going to tell me that? Because you're my... <laughs> Cause I'm diabetic. They were like, you're diabetic. You're in the category that's going to die. And, I was, and it ends up being like, from what I've read, most you know, if you take care of yourself, you're fine. Or if you're, I mean, if you're young and you don't, for the most part, with diabetes at least. Yeah. So I didn't hear or read a lot that just said they were, we were, we were like type one diabetics were dying a lot for sure. So Yeah. When you, when you got it, it did not affect you. Like, I don't think anyone was expecting because... No, like I had a you, headache. Yeah, I had a headache. The temp didn't get higher than like ninety nine. No, you you uh, you I remember like you lay down for a few hours and you just hung out in in our in the room, but after that we were able to. Yeah, just... well, I still had to quarantine away from y'all at the house. Uh, yeah, that's you know, your true. mom kept praying to God. She was I remember, which please, is, I appreciate. Don't let that get COVID. I remember that. Well, no, not just that. She said she was like. Uh, God, I know Jonathan's probably in a lot more pain than what he's acting like, and I was just—I kept—I kept telling her outside of it, like, "No, I'm fine. Like, I really don't, I don't hurt or anything. Like, I know people have had bad experiences, but like, I was being honest, I didn't have it. Yeah. Like, I didn't have the bad experience, but I mean, I appreciate the prayers either way. Yeah. But it was just like she kept, she kept praying for Nita. He's being a really pillar and buttress right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's a liar too. <laughs> uh, but no, you know, it was—I yeah. mean, I was fine. I didn't have. Which I wouldn't have gotten tested unless if I was living with, like other than me being with y'all. Because yeah. I was just I felt like I was just a headache and I checked my temp and it was ninety nine. I was like, well, that's nothing to go home and worry about too much. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but because I was living with y'all, that's the only reason I got tested. Which I appreciated a ton, by the way, too. Yeah. So anyway, back to updates. Um, we were talking about we talked about pregnancy. We talked about your mission field, your engagement coming up soon. Yeah. I don't know, is there anything else going on? You're working for Chick-fil-A. What's it like working for the... Are you still working for them? Mm, I am, I am. What's it working... Like working for the Holy Chicken? Well, well my... <laughs> we work... I work on the food truck. Um, so we we take the good news of that chicken and we spread it to, to the, <laughs> those who don't have that that have to settle for, like, Zaxby's. So is it made differently than other chicken, you feel? Um... What is the? Are I, you allowed to divulge I'm, that? I'm a lot more confident in the freshness of it. Wow. Because okay. even though we do it on the food truck, um, if if it's been waiting too long, we throw it away. And at first, I felt really guilty because I was like, "This is food, you know," but but people are paying to to have good quality. And so, yeah, um, the food truck has nine to ten positions you can work, so it's pretty crowded. Um, but, but I, th the, the chicken, like m when you work around food, oftentimes you kind of like get grossed out by how it's prepared or stuff, but I, st I still eat Chick-fil-A chicken confident and, and stuff like that. So we've got a breading station and a frying station for, for the chicken specifically, then a frying for fries, then a buttering and toasting for the buns. And then we have someone just dedicated to make um, making the sandwiches. Someone b helps that person bag them. Is this a big food truck? Um, I mean, yeah, I feel like it's a pretty big food truck. 
I was saying, if it, you nine, said eight people? Nine, nine positions. So. All in that one food truck. Yeah. Golly. Yeah. Um, and then we have people outside taking orders. So the the average average day we drive any anywhere from thirty minutes to slightly over two hours away, um, because yeah that's that's how far um, Chick Fil A is for some people, and so it's it uh, it doesn't the day doesn't feel long hmm. most of the time, at least not for me for some for some people it, it also depends what position you're working, and so for me it normally doesn't feel long, um, because it's just so fast paced because people you 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 say hey we're gonna be here like once a month some places we go um every weekend because it's just such a good turnout but but anyhow it's it's been really fun i think i've gotten to learn different things i probably wouldn't have learned if i just worked at the store um but but they take their their training seriously and and they keep an eye on you, but it's it's also not not so intense that you're like stressed out all the time. Like you get to have fun. And, and stuff Are you that. required to say my pleasure if people say thank you? Uh, it's it's one of the requirements. I, obviously, I'm 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 still learning that. I'm like, yeah, oh, you're welcome. <laughs> I was just making sure because like I know when people every time I say a thank if I say thank you multiple times they say my pleasure and I was like, hmm, is that requ-? like I figured it was required, but I wanted to verify with that. Yeah, so, so. that's that's called the first mile. <laughs> Um, in training, like you know, it look eye contact um, so that people know that you're talking to them. Have a smile on your face, um, and whenever they say thank you, my pleasure, you know, or get their order right. All that's part of the first mile, and then second mile is stuff that you can do to help their experience be better, but it's not required of you. Mm. So, I mean, I worked for plate other fast food restaurants that had chicken, and what uh, you brought up freshness. I, I remember one of them I worked at, I was told to, when it gets close to the time, you're supposed to toss it, erase it, add the next time on it. Are you serious? Yeah, I swear. I think that was uh, when I worked at Hardee's, they told me to do that. Um, it seems like most fast food was like that that I worked at. I, the, be, the the best place I went to, I guess what we considered fast food, was Chicken Salad Chick. It, I feel like it was streamlined, oh, yeah. similar to Chick-fil-A. And like freshness, like you, you, they were very strict on it, and they, they had uh, phrases they wanted us to say to people, like "Welcome to Chicken Salad Chick," mm-hmm. "Home of the," I can't remember, "Home of the Chick," something like that. So I remember the girls laughed at me when I'd say it. They're like, "Why? Why do you say that?" And I was like, "Well, you're supposed to. Like, it's required." The guy, the guy on the training was the one saying to say it, yeah. and he, they were like, "We don't, we don't say that." <laughs> I said it anyway. So, that's, but it was cool. Yeah, crazy. I've always, I've always wondered more. So I was wondering about the the my pleasure thing because i assumed so and i always feel bad when i say thank you too many times yeah i'm like i'm sorry i think i apologized one time because i said thank you to this one girl one too many times and i was like i'm so sorry you don't have to say it again if you don't want to she was like no it's my pleasure i was like whatever the, but do you think do you think that has like a, a play on your mentality when you when you do deal with customers to say that kind of stuff i think so well after a while you don't sometimes you don't realize that you're saying it and and uh, actually the guy the guy that trained us he said, you know you drank the Kool-Aid when you open the door for a family member and they say thank you and you say my pleasure <laughs> because that's, that happens. And sometimes I've caught myself about to say my pleasure. I was like, just just say you're welcome. You know, it's, it's family, <laughs> you know. But I I think it does because um, it reminds you that you're um, you're supposed to have a good attitude about your job, you know. I, I remember um, just, I, I can't remember... One night, I, I was calling my fiance Rosie, 
or rose. I can't remember what we decided to call her. Um, anyhow, and uh, and I said I felt so bad for ordering at um, at such and such restaurant. It's a, it's a fast food chain, and and she, and I said I felt like I should have apologized for placing my order because I just I just, they did not treat me <laughs> like they were happy to see me. And so when when I say my pleasure, it, it kind of reminds me that, hey, this is a job I like. People people need to know that I'm happy to serve them, too. So I, I think uh, I think a lot of training, um, they they require things of you because it turns out to, to have a psychological benefit, too. Yeah, I remember part of the uh, training for Chicken Salad Chick, which I really do think they stole, but I feel like some of this stuff from Chicken's, Chick-fil-A. Probably. Cause they, but, I mean, they're not, I don't think they're a Christian organization. They may be, but I'm not. I'm not positive if they are. But like one of the things they said was that um, whenever one of the customers says thank you, we need to make sure that they're aware that we are thankful for them. Mm-hmm. It's not you're welcome because one, you're working for Chicken Salad Chick yeah. to serve other people, so you should be saying thank you for coming and choosing this place. Yeah, and that really changed my mentality. Like it kind of makes me a little bitter now since I had to. Like I was like, oh yeah, I agree with that actually. Like th- these people are patrons and they're coming in. And they're they're buying a product from us, so mm-hmm. it's not about them saying thank you for the product. It's more so th- us saying thank you for enjoying the product or th- the experience you get with when you come in here. Right. And I remember whenever I got done with that training, I'd go to other restaurants and they would say you're welcome. I'd be like, what? <laughs> you're supposed to say your thank you because I am giving you money that keeps you working here. But um, I got a little bitter for a little while. I was like, I just had to remind, like remind myself that's not the mentality everywhere. Like some people, yeah. it is just a job. But I, I enjoyed chicken salad chick a lot, but it was fast paced though. Like, I, but I still liked it. So, you, you it were, neat. you were um, customer service. Was that? I was, um, I was trained to work the back, which was really cool because mm-hmm. they, the it's a lot of mayonnaise. I'll admit that it was a lot of mayonnaise, but everything else was really fresh. Uh, the vegetables, like we had to clean clean all the vegetables and the fruit and uh, make the salad. Like the the grape salad was really popular. For mm-hmm. It's like sugar and grapes, pretty much, and some kind of cream. And mayo or no? Uh, no mayo. <laughs> it was some kind of like sweet stuff to go with the the brown sugar. Mm. Um, but a lot of people liked that. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was really clean. Uh, there was a crew that came in in the morning and they prepped all the food mm. and then they left and then we dealt with it after that. So like they did all the cooking and prepping and then we would like break that all up and set it up. And um, so I was trained in the back to do that. I liked customer service more. That's what I did. And I uh, did ran the, ran the register. And so if you ran the front, you also had to run the food. Uh, you take the order, and oh. if you get a, so they usually had two or three people on registers at all times, and yeah. then that way, like we could rotate it in and out. Like you grab the food, you take it to the person, and then, um, then the next person. That way, that you always have a register open, and then there's always food going. And it was it worked really well, and I was really shocked. Yeah, that uh, sounds pretty smart. Yeah, it was really cool. I really enjoyed. That was probably the best f- fast food experience I ever had. Mm. But um, yeah, and I liked it, and the chicken salad was pretty good. I'll I'll, I'll promote it for sure. Sponsor me, chicken salad chick. <laughs> Chick fil A, I'll take it too. <laughs> um, so, I guess Hardee's won't be sponsoring this. No, right they uh, Hardee's. I don't know if it's different. I don't like. I think that's what's interesting. Chicken salad, chicken salad chick is pretty similar everywhere you go, and so is Chick fil A. Like mm. if you if I go to Chick fil A in another state, I'm I'm gonna get almost exactly the same experience I get everywhere else. Yeah, and I think that's why. I mean, it's obviously opinion. I think this is why that 
the experience is always so good is you know what you're going to get and then the mentality is always the people are always friendly mm-hmm. so but, i mean that's not the same you go to popeyes in one city it's going to be maybe a little more aggressive than going to popeyes in another city so i love popeyes in texas by the way um Silsby popeyes is awesome and so is lumberton popeyes i love you well, it looks like I need to Hattiesburg go needs to, some work. Yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah, uh, and you know what? I'm just going to say that maybe I just need to go to Sillsby's <laughs> and Lumber. Well, I did have this one woman at Popeye's. She told me my pleasure. She, I said, thank you. She said, my pleasure. I said, did, did you work at Chick-fil-A? And she said, no, people always ask me that. And I was like, she said, I just enjoy this job. And it was at Popeye's in uh, Hattiesburg near 49 on 49. Uh, close to carry by Chick Fil A. I'm not not by Chick Fil A. Sorry, um, by the Walmart. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That one was always that one was probably a better experience than the one on 98. So 98 Popeyes oh. in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Don't go there. Go to the one on 49. The people are nicer, I think. <laughs> I second that motion. You second or don't agree? I, I, agree. I agree. You do agree? Yeah. There was yeah. this. There's only been one guy there. I, I think he must have been a manager that that like made me feel for going there yeah i never had a bad experience like no they either didn't say anything or they were really nice and that's better than somebody being i'd rather that than uh like not saying anything than being rude or yeah i remember i went i went to wendy's on 49 in hattiesburg and somebody would there they were like fine you can have it your way and i was like i believe it i think <laughs> were you perfect. with me no were you with me when it happened uh, at wendy's what happened it was like I, I, there was like this man he was being really rude about us like, I can't remember if it was you or somebody else, but we went to Wendy's and to get food. It was kind of, it wasn't like it was like, like an hour before they were closing, like uh-huh. an hour, and he was still really rude about us getting food. But I can't remember if it was you or somebody else. That that sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, I didn't like that Wendy's, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not a big fan of like I like Wendy's food, but I've never had like the best, the most amazing customer service at <laughs> Wendy's. We well, eat a lot of fast food. Also, is what we did. We're talking Growing about this. <laughs> cookout was was pretty frequent. Yeah, I didn't have a bad experience there either, but I really did. it wasn't like an amazing experience there. So yeah, I was I was always fairly content. I, I just it didn't feel very personalized. I think it was just because they had so few people working that position. Yeah. Um. But but um. I was gonna say something. Canes was hype. Yeah, that was. Well, yeah, now was now we got I think the biggest one in the south. We did. Hattiesburg does. I didn't know that. I haven't been in Hattiesburg in a while now, so I don't really know what's going on there. I know it's always popping. I miss you, Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Texas is pretty cool, I guess. Austin, Texas is neat. It's a lot of uh, interesting people for sure. Really good food. Mm-hmm. A lot of good food. But uh, foreign food. Um. Well, there's a lot of foreign food. Yeah. There's a everywhere you go. There's probably going to be some kind of Hispanic food. Okay. Um. There's always some kind of different taco and that's what i like i love the taco i'm a big fan of tacos okay they have a really good breakfast taco place and i didn't get to go to it but my um michaela's uncle my wife my wife michaela's uncle went and got us some breakfast tacos and they were so good what what did they have in them uh the one i got had some kind of i don't know what the spice was it had some kind of spice in it and had Mm -hmm. eggs and sausage and then some like uh like pico oh yeah pico de gallo yeah they had that but then they had some other spices in it too and it was good so there's always something good. There's there's a lot of good food in Austin, and I didn't really I haven't really got to eat in Houston, but I hear there's a lot of good food there too. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Italian everywhere. There's Italian and Mexican food everywhere. Um, you'll see a lot of uh, a lot of Asian food too. Seems like 
But the main thing is a lot of Hispanic food. Everywhere you go, there's all kinds of different types of Hispanic food. You know, talking about food and talking about you, one one restaurant that keeps going through my brain that I just want to go back to is that Korean barbecue restaurant. Oh, really? You liked yes. it? Yes. I mean, Greg did not. Greg did not like it. No, you don't remember. He was like, he was, he was done with it really quickly. For one, well, he, I he remember also didn't he didn't like, like cooking. Yeah, he was, he was like, how do you know when this is done? <laughs> oh yes, yeah. <laughs> but no, he didn't seem to enjoy it. I don't think he would go back. Yeah, you're probably right. But uh, I enjoyed it. I love, I liked it a lot. The meat. I've been to Korean barbecue places in Texas. Like me and my wife, we went to a few different ones, and they're not as good as that one we went to. What's it, what was the name of it? Um. I cannot remember right now. My mm. sister can tell me. Well, so if, if y'all me. hear this podcast and want to sponsor uh, End of Discussion, please. Just send me the, the squid. I loved the squid. Yeah. It was so good. Well, I don't I don't like chicken wings. In general, I just avoid oh, them. The but those were, were so good. Like, yeah, those are the best I had. That was the first time I had chicken wings in probably years. And, and because of them, I started eating them like... You know, at least once every six months, but it doesn't—it's—it doesn't measure up to to those Korean flavored. I don't know what they had on it, but it was good. Speaking of wings, oh, another really big thing in Texas: food trucks are everywhere. Like, really? even small towns have like a little smooth food uh, food truck spot. Chains or indiv- random individuals. Like, I went to—we went when I was in Austin. Uh, her her uncle and her um, aunt brought us to a food truck place and they had like a bunch of different places i went to the italian place it was really good i got tortellini uh Ooh. spinach tortellini it was yeah. really good um but no they they have this the, be- the second i would say it's probably on the level of the korean barbecue wings there's this wing place it's a really small town Silsby is really small it's okay. probably comparable to uh i don't know like you, you went to popperville with me before right yeah. popperville mississippi shout out <laughs> jinx <laughs> they, uh, it's probably comparable to that it's not real big uh but they have a they're little small food truck places. It's got like three or four food trucks. One's barbecue, one's a coffee thing, and then a Cajun food place. I think I just saw something else open up too. Uh, maybe another barbecue place. Barbecue is big in Texas. Everybody, like, there's another thing. There's a lot of barbecue. Yeah. Um, but the wings, they are so good. They have that, like, I think it was that crunch because it's not, uh, mm-hmm. it's, 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 uh, it's, it's the, it's not the breaded ones. What do you call it? The, yeah. The drumsticks or whatever you call it. The ones that aren't fried in, right. in bread. Yeah. But they still have a crunch. They're so good. I cannot remember. It's like a Cajun food truck place in Tillsby, Texas. Well, I'll have to. Yeah, next time you check come it visit. Out. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, it, is it multiple flavors or is it just one There's flavor? Multiple. Just like the red? Yeah, they have barbecue. They have um, a garlic one. I can't remember what they call that one. They have teriyaki. Okay. Um, I'm trying to remember what else they have this uh habanero pineapple habanero that one's probably that one's probably my favorite it's spicy though it is really hot uh but it's really good the, the sauce is it's not like i feel like the sauce isn't overpowering and then but it's still crispy and when like it has a crunch to it even though it's not breaded okay. so i'm a big fan of that i realized i really love crunch this week so <laughs> anyway all right uh what food have you been eating in kentucky since we're on the food subject now well uh, is food good in kentucky yeah kentucky fried chicken um, actually, I was going to eat it one day, but long story short, I ended up giving the sandwich to a friend, so... Oh, so you didn't get so, to eat it? No. So I've, I've yet to try KFC in Kentucky. In Kentucky. Well, except for their fries, but anyhow, um, the... I, I thoroughly enjoy the cafeteria food, actually, at the seminary. Yeah, you haven't even shout out your... Shout out, shout out to the school. 
Oh, well, shout out to Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah, it's a pretty cool campus. I've been there once. It's It's very beautiful. Nature has no qualms about chilling on campus. We've got squirrels and wild rabbits, and sometimes we have deer just loping around. Yeah, I remember when I was there with the youth, they I always hung out on the hill. I can't remember. It's like what is the big central the building like in this? Like it has the big opening grass area. And yeah, it has the big building. That's, that's called the J Bowl. That that big grass area. I was up like towards the hill in the back. That's okay. where I would hang out a lot. I gotcha. I think that's Norton Hall. There. I'm not sure. I was always on that hill, the grass hill. I yeah. like to sit there. That was actually where I wrote a lot of my first sermons. Was on the hill. Oh really? Yeah. When I was like working on, um, oh. when I was inter- uh, interning with Colby, that's mm-hmm. when we went, and I was working on a lot of sermons. So. How long were you there? Uh, we were there for the week for the camp, and so. But anyway, yeah, I just hung out there, wrote sermons on that hill. That's that was really cool. cool. It was a very beautiful campus. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of people in suits and briefcases when I was there. Yeah. Do you have to wear a suit and briefcase? Uh, carry a briefcase around in a suit? I don't have to. Um, Do you feel obligated to? No, I. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, as yeah, it's. I mean, I I see some people in like three piece suits and stuff like that, but then I also see people. And athletic attire, and so hmm. I'm the middle ground, you know, like Crocs and a T-shirt. <laughs> and has anybody think said? Has any? Has any? Have any of the professors there said anything to you about your Crocs? Uh, no, they've got so many students; they don't have time to look at people's shoes. <laughs> uh, well, I didn't know if you like have built uh, like relationships with the professors, and like have you become close with any? And they, somebody was like, "Oh, why are you wearing Crocs to class?" <laughs> So. No, no, they, they, uh, no, they haven't. I, I, uh, I, I've thoroughly enjoyed my professors this uh, semester. Um, I had Dr. Matt Hall for Baptist uh, Heritage and History, and then I had Dr. Greg Allison for Systematic Theology Three, and that was a really good class. Um, it, yeah, I mean, it made me change my perspective and even analyze things I'd never analyzed before, which I know that's what seminary is about, but mm. um, it made me really realize how much I took for granted the work of the Holy Spirit without acknowledging it. Yes. And uh, and then my, my favorite class was Spiritual Disciplines taught by Don Whitney, um, and I was I was telling you about that all day, so I won't rehash it out. But that's fine. Tell people about Don Whitney. Yeah, it, it was a it was a great class. Um, we, we we read several of his books. Um, obviously, the main textbook was his Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life. Uh, highly recommend it. And uh, and a lot of the disciplines he discussed were disciplines that most people are already practicing, or at least try to practice. But the problem is that we often grow stagnant with it. We grow repetitive with our prayer, and before we realize it. We forgot we're praying. Mm-hmm. When we're reading the Bible, we can't pay attention, stuff like that. And so he helped the the practice become more enjoyable. And one thing that he said in class is, is um, most of the time when I'm about to pray or I need to pray, I don't really feel like praying. But when I pray using the Bible to back up my prayers or to give me inspiration for my prayers then um i'm thoroughly enjoying it by the time i'm done and i've noticed that too when when i'm praying scripture it's it's not just the same old things about the same old things anymore maybe i'll give you an example then 
Well, uh, his his go-to example, like in in. No, not from you. Oh, from me. Yeah, like, like when you when you pray. What's the mo- re- most recent pray prayer that you've used scripture to, to pray through? I I try to do it every day since then. Now, um, so what, what I what I do, um, is there's, I use his his five psalms of the day methods. So it's, you use today's date, and so like today is the eleventh. So you could either read Psalm eleven. Or Psalm um, 41, because then you add 30 to that, then you add 30 and 30 and 30 again. So um, that way you you don't run the risk of reading the same Psalm twice. So today's five five Psalms of the day would be Psalm 11, Psalm 41, Psalm 71, Psalm 101, and Psalm 131. And so um, you you just kind of skim all of those and then see which one you you feel like you could actually use as inspiration for prayer, and so I was I was talking to my grandparents about that actually this morning, and so um, I th- I think today I I just read Psalm 11 um, to them and then was giving them examples about how it how it makes me um, you know become gets my mind thinking in a way that's more prayerful and more meditative when I pray. So I'm going to just pull up Psalm 11 to I'm not going to I'm not going to pray it, but I can I can give examples about how I would pray about yeah. it. So I've taken refuge in the Lord. That's the first verse. How can you say to me escape to the mountains like a bird? So um I can thank God for his protection for me. I can pray that he gives me confidence in that protection. Um, not that I rely on whatever resources I can come up with um, to to give myself pr- protection or provision, um, and then as as the psalm keeps going, I, you don't you're not required to pray the whole psalm. You know, there's there's no requirements uh, or rubrics yeah. for a complete prayer. But um, then I can pray for the protection of others and stuff like that. But when I'm when I have this as a basis for my prayer. I feel like I'm just I'm not uh, I'm not wearing out the same old phrases. I'm I'm actually putting effort and heart into what I'm saying to the Lord. And like He says, these were meant to be uttered back to the Lord. And so, this is one of the best ways to do it is in, in in your prayer life. And so it doesn't stop from being a personal interaction just because you're you, you're being inspired by someone else's words. Yeah, I um. That's funny you say that. We, me and Mary Kayla have actually started doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been going through, like we did, we pretty much copied what your parents were doing with the with y'all, like with de- you. Devotions. Yeah, we do that every night. We read us, we read this through the Psalms, and we mm-hmm. talk about how how can we how how does this uh, cause us to how would this cause us to pray to God? Mm-hmm. So that's what we do together. Um, so yeah, I really love the Psalms. I I've realized though, <laughs> one night we read one. We we're like, did we read this one before? Because some of the yeah. some of the themes like that. You know, like when you with the Davidic psalm, Psalms, they mm-hmm. start to some some of the things cross over. Like, yeah. he's like, crush my enemy, all this stuff. And then he's like, smash their teeth in. <laughs> he's like, uh, but I know you're uh, going to protect me no matter what. It's pretty much, I'm like, okay, so. Um, but I mean, I was talking to, whenever when I was youth pastoring, I was told the kids, like, we, we sit there and we read these stories about all these people that. Uh, continually have to be reminded about what what Jesus has done for like when the the people like with the with the disciples they kept having to be reminded yeah. like Jesus did this thing Jesus did this thing and he would do similar things over and over and over and the people keep keep forgetting yeah. and then when we look at them we're like why do they keep doing that and then but then we don't realize like 
how involved the, the spirit. Thing. Yeah, we're doing the same thing. <laughs> the spirit has been uh, leading us, and we've we've been impacted this way before, and then we have to be reminded again, either through His Word or you know through His uh, through the fellowship with our brothers and sisters in Christ, and um, you know it, it's just, and then like just looking at the power of God with with, with Moses. Uh, I told the kids again, like we we think God doesn't do these amazing things anymore. You know, is is what we see. We don't we don't see them. We don't. The, the people way back then, they probably would think that God's doing crazy things now. He may, they may not, they may not see it as mm-hmm. we we see splitting a red like the the red Dead sea, red sea red sea red sea mm-hmm. splitting the red sea. We see that as crazy and amazing, but like them seeing what God's doing now, probably crazy and amazing to them too. Like being able to have a conversation like this and impact millions of people at one time. Like I'm not saying my podcast does that, but podcasts do the that. Ability like, to you have the ability to like reach so many people like instantaneously. Yeah. And so that to them would probably blow their minds, and uh, and it, like God has opened these doors for um, conversations to happen that get travel travel over the world that they probably didn't even some of these people probably didn't even know existed at the time. Yeah. So, or, or the fact that we have the whole canon of scripture, or we have the whole canon thousands of, scripture, yeah. of languages. Too. Yep. Yeah. Um, I want to give a disclaimer. I did not do justice to the the topic of praying the Psalms. Uh, but Don Whitney wrote a very short book. It's not an overwhelming at all. Yeah, uh, it's I think it's called Praying the Psalms or maybe Praying Scripture. I can't remember. I don't know that one. But it's it's really short. I I read that one this semester too. I wasn't required to, but it kind of it just helps solidify some of the themes. And so um, if you're more interested in that, I, I highly recommend looking it up. Um, I, I checked it out on a digital library that I have a subscription to. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We've talked about prayer. We've talked about Chick Fil A. Yeah. Other fast food. We've talked about your soon to be married life. We've talked about. Uh, I feel like we talked about something else too. Um. Just changes. And changes. Uh, yeah. So, anything else you've been learning? You feel like you want to share? So you you gave us a new thing to think about with prayer. Is there anything else you've learned that you just feel like have been has impacted you deeply? Well, um, I, I told you about the Holy Spirit, um, but I, I just became convicted because most of my life has been dedicated, most of my Christian life has been dedicated to pursuing a knowledge of the Father and the Son, and yet God has revealed all three persons to us. So if I'm, if I'm seeking with all my heart just 66% of someone, then I'm, I'm still not seeking enough of them if I'm trying to get to know them better. And so the the fact that the Spirit dwells in us, you know, that, that He intercedes for us, I don't think I in my life I've given Him enough credit um, for the role He plays and the leading He plays in my life. It's It was thoroughly overwhelming, and to be honest, I don't think I'm done processing it, even though the class is over. So Yeah, I remember, um, gosh, my my old mentor, his friend was talking to me about the, the spirit and praying to, hmm. um, anyway, so we were talking about a lot and I remember that convicted me a long time ago too. I guess we never had that conversation either. That's what's interesting. Cause I've, I've had this conversation a while back mm-hmm. and I've never, I guess I never had it with you, but I remember teaching the kids about that too. Like one, they wanted to know about the Trinity more, like yeah. why do we believe in the Trinity? But then, um, being convicted more to like teach them about the spirit. Cause yeah. I do, cause I think one of the kids I asked him was like, what do you think this, what do you think the, the spirit of God is when they were like a force. They felt like it was like oh. the force, like like, like a chokehold. <laughs> like God has this chokehold, and it's not a person of Him. It's 
a chokehold he uses whenever he's got to move something in within like his creation. It's not really like a person mm-hmm. of God. And so I always thought that was interesting. I think um, I think one problem, even though we don't title it this way, is is a lot of people have a modalistic view of the Trinity mm-hmm. instead of uh, three persons. He's like just three forms of expression yeah. or something like that. Yeah, I remember. Um, yeah, I, I'm very thankful for my mentor. More thinking about it, mm-hmm. so like, just getting to have these kind of conversations because he made me and Austin Altman. We used to have to sit down. He would give us a topic. He'd say, "What do you think about this?" And then we would just sit there and argue back and well, not really argue, but like discuss. Like this is why I think this. Colby. Then, yeah, Colby. Yeah. And he. Uh, and so, and he would say, and then he would kind of like lead us in a direction, like, "Hey, maybe you should look at the scripture." And then we'd both kind of like come back together and be like, "Okay, maybe we won't discuss it again." Or he'd give us a book. So I ended up. That's why I have that one spiritual discipline book. Yeah. It's because of Colby. He was, he made us. Uh, well, he didn't make us read it. I mean, we could have just just not done it. Yeah. Um, but you know, being being under his tutelage, and he, he was pretty much teaching us what he was learning in seminary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was finishing up his. Was he working on his PhD or he finished up his master's? I know he was working on his PhD at some point, but I can't remember if it was when I started or whatever. So we were learning like with him, I guess. He was teaching us what he was learning. <laughs> so I always liked that. He was very um, inclusive about what what he was learning in in seminary um so i guess i probably got a lot further ahead not even having it right now mm-hmm. so but i do plan i do plan to go to seminary so if there's a seminary that wants to sponsor me <laughs> uh, southern baptist theological seminary what, what do y'all think about that <laughs> um the crowd says no yeah. so after michaela becomes a doctor maybe i could go there later for something else but yeah. i am planning on doing some kind of schooling soon so so Sorry, I think my phone's making noises, so I was trying to apologize for that. No, no, it's fine. I didn't know if you needed to look at it. Oh no, no, I'm good. Okay. So I'm I'm uh, I'm in a group chat with uh, everyone in my dorm, uh, okay. <laughs> and so it sometimes at night it gets a little wild. I'm gonna ask you this. Yes. Okay. So one of my friends who went to a different uh, Southern Baptist seminary, some Southern Baptist theological seminary. He went to a different one, and he said a big part of his dorm life was uh, nudity brings unity. Is that a thing in, in Kentucky? No, I, just, I didn't even know that was a thing. Okay, because they're not really worried about their – they just I, – I, we went to – the college I went to, there wasn't a lot of people walking around naked. But apparently in, in, the, in the seminary he was at, like the men didn't really care. So I was wondering if that was a thing in your seminary. Well, I mean, at most I've seen people – in their underwears and towels, but um, my social life has thoroughly not been the same as it used to. So for all I know, they're probably having unifying moments, and I'm just <laughs> not you? part of it. <laughs> okay, I didn't know if that was normal, so I was wondering if it was there. He was uh, he was in a different different um, yeah. I, I figured. Yeah, he was in the same place as you. So also for some reason, which I'm thoroughly grateful for, I have a bathroom of my own. Oh yeah, I'm so sure you are. Nudity and solitude. While I shower, <laughs> I thought you showered clothed. That's that's what I meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say. I remember. I remember we captured a, a a beautiful moment of you in the shower with clothes on. So I didn't know. Yeah. Should forgotten that you, man. You you're growing up a lot if you're ready to take your clothes off while you shower. Well, I, look. I rem- I remember, and guys. I want I want you to know that <laughs> Greg, he's been on this podcast before multiple, multiple times. Yeah, I was about to say. He is the one. That made that up. <laughs> and then he forgot he made that up. And Jonathan and I thought it would be funny if, if, if he filmed me showering fully clothed in, in like sweat clothes. 
And then we showed that video to Greg. And obviously in the video, I was like <laughs> acting and acting surprises. We showed that video to Greg and Greg's like, oh my goodness, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> and he, and I was like, Greg, we did this because you said I did this. Yes, I remember that. And then, but then I remember sending it around. And a lot of people were, they were really, they were like, oh man, it looked really real. Yes. So they were like, and they knew who you are. I so. think Elizabeth thought it was real too. Yeah, Elizabeth did. There was a bunch of people at college that were like conflicted. Like to, they couldn't tell if it was a joke <laughs> or if it was real. Like I really decided to do that. Yep. So yeah, good times for that sure. Was, that was good yeah, times. I can, I don't know, there was a lot of good stuff. That was fun. Let's see. Oh, music videos. I just got mm-hmm. our, our, our Christmas music video from two years ago. Showed up on my Facebook yesterday okay. or today. Was it? Um, oh, it was the one we did with the lightsabers. Oh <laughs> so, yes. So yeah. What was that? What song was that? It was really sad, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. Was um, that last Christmas? Is is that the song that Wham sings? Yes. Yeah. That, okay. Yeah, we did last that one. Christmas. Yeah. Okay. That was so good. I'll have to post that on my Instagram again. Um, check out Jonathan Burge on Instagram uh-huh. uh, for podcast information and old pictures and videos. And don't you have it on on YouTube too? Because we had we made like three three different videos for. Yeah, I, need to, I need to get all three from you so I can post them. Okay. Because I, I know I know you have them on your channel. I have one on the channel, and okay. that was the one where we were crying in the rain. That's the last Christmas one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one. That's the one I have. I don't have any other ones on there. I don't know how to get the other ones. I know. I think you posted them on some Instagram page, okay. didn't you? Oh yeah, I, I deleted my Instagram, so you I, I lost those. Oh, you know what? I think I do. On your Chrome? I mean, you're not Chromebook. <laughs> I say Chromebook at school all day. Um, MacBook. Mac- MacBook. I think I do. I oh, that'd be great. You should send them to me. Okay. I'll share those. Yeah. Mm, th- those are good. I was I was thinking, you know, it's almost the holidays. I was like, we would have been making a video right around now. Yeah. Yeah, we've been doing that. I don't know what else we've been doing. Studying. Hmm. Get ready. I guess. Do we have finals? No, we would have, wouldn't have finals right now. Midterms. Trimesters. Yeah. Midterms. My mis- my midterms were always a joke. I feel like my, my my finals were probably bigger than my midterms. My midterms would be silly sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I really didn't get a lot of midterms. Honestly, hmm. I had one teacher. I will not say her name. I didn't get a single assignment all year until the end. I remember you said that. <laughs> I almost took that teacher. <laughs> I was really worried because I remember I would get online because it was my first year at Cary, and I remember being worried: Am I just not reading the assignments? <laughs> and I passed her class with an A, and she posted one assignment, and then she gave us the answers as we. Oh no, no, no it was a it was a hybrid class, so we had to go oh. in. And so when I went in for my final, she gave us the answers while we were taking it. She was like, "And this one, and this one," and she said, "And the last question was, what color was so and so's white horse?" And I was like, I love that. Yeah. And she did it because she said it was like a lower level English class. And she said, she said that she didn't think it was fair to make all the, like, make it so hard that some students fell out that are not going for English. Oh. Hmm. And so apparently her upper level English is really hard or it's like more in depth. I think I know exactly who you're talking about. (laughs) So that was interesting. But I remember thinking, oh, I actually. I had another teacher, my, or professor, my first year. She, uh, I felt I, I was late to class like two minutes because I read the schedule wrong because mm-hmm. I didn't know how to read it online really well. Yeah, my it was like the first day, and I remember I got there three minutes late, and I was so like because I knew in high school like you didn't go in people's classrooms once you if you were late. Okay, and so I stood out there until class was over, and are then you she serious? came. Yeah, and then she came out. And she said, "What are you doing?" I was like, "Well, I wanted to see if I was gonna be missing any work," and she was like, "Why didn't you come in?" And I was like, "I was three minutes late," and she was like. 
you can just come in. <laughs> but I was like, I was new. I didn't know. Like I was, I had expectations of what the high school teachers had told me like college was going to be like. Right. So when I was there and then she said, it's fine if you're a few minutes late because we don't start right away. I was like, what? And then I had other professors. They wouldn't start class until 15 minutes after it was supposed, supposed to start. To start. Yeah. So like I had some, some, there were some professors I probably, after, after that, I probably got, which I was exhausted, but I probably got a little lazy on some professors and didn't go when I was supposed to. But yeah. I pushed some of those days that, you know, like some professors gave you like three or four days you could miss. Mm-hmm. I missed all those. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Oh, I'm talking about that. I think the, the teacher you, you referring to, people would say that she would like, she would show random movies. Was like her catchphrase blood, like, sex, and gore? Yes, that was. Okay, it's the same one. <laughs> I, I heard she showed Avatar, the the one with the the blue aliens. She didn't do that or? with us. We had to watch the a nine eleven video one time. The mo- movie? I don't remember why we had to watch it. It was the it was an introduction to the class. Like we watched nine eleven hmm. the nine eleven video. You know, I'm, I'm in in hindsight, I think it might have been a good thing it didn't take this teacher. <laughs> So, but apparently the upper level English people said she was awesome and you could have really good deep discussions and like uh-huh. she would help you so much on like figuring out how, like writing, writing and reading literature. Yeah. So, but just those lower level English classes, she was just like, get these, she just got the kids to pass and that was it. Mm-hmm. And I th- the university has to know because yeah. if one assignment gets turned in, then yeah. Like I was literally had one assignment the, the entire, what is that? Was it nine? Is it trimester nine weeks? I can't remember how many weeks it's it was. Trimester. How many weeks is it? Yeah, trimester? Nine, nine weeks. Mm-hmm. Over nine weeks, I took I took one grade in there, and I was like, I was freaking out. I was like, there's no way I'm only doing one grade for this entire class, and you just had to make a hundred on that one test and pass. So and well, they're probably happy with what she does in the upper level classes, then. Yeah, I guess so. To be able to do that kind of stuff, I mean, she's been there a long time, from what I understand, too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't have. I don't know. I, when, when I moved into the English English department, education department, I had a, there was a bad role. Uh, what do you call it? Um, when there's a lot of people that quit and leave. <laughs> uh, dropout? No, the uh, the professors. There was, there was oh. a lot of turnover. Okay, yeah. The professors in the education department at one point. So that was not the best experience for a little while. It was, but it was better towards my senior year probably. Mm-hmm. I had really good PhD professors oh yeah i, remember I really loved that. them so i had one that scared me to death she was uh she was from she taught in alaska mm-hmm. uh dr free tag you're awesome if you ever hear this um and i remember mm-hmm. she scared me to death because on the, the the zoom call i think she was just she kept a really straight face the whole time and she i knew she had her phd so i figured she'd tear me apart and she did tear me apart one time mm-hmm. on an assignment she said i know you can do better than this and then uh she gave me a really low grade on it, and then she said, redo it, and I redid it, and then she, she get, ended up giving me a lot of points back because she mm. said, I knew you could do better than that. That was the first professor that I guess actually did that to me. Most of them were like, eh, it's done. Yeah. But she like read everything. She cr- broke it all down. She was like, fix this. I know you can do better and all this stuff, and then I fixed it. And she was like, yeah, this is the work I expect from you. <laughs> and so, I don't know. Good expectations on students is helpful, I think. Yeah. I, I guess that's like the – I don't. I, if I ever go into the college sphere as a professor, I definitely don't want to be the professor that has low expectations because I think it's just hurtful for it's, it hurts the student in the long run. Like mm-hmm. me, I think it caused me to be lazy in some classes because of low expectations on students in college. Yeah. So not not that all of them are like that. I like that though. But anyway, um, any uh, any last minute updates on on your life? I think we we ran through most of the important ones. Okay. Anything going on with your mom and dad you want to talk about? Um, you love them, I know that. Yeah, I, I still love them. Does your sister have another child yet? 
Um, well, she she needs to she needs to get a move on it. <laughs> okay, I'll tag her in that part for sure. Okay. What about you? Is there any updates with you left? <laughs> I don't think so. I can't think of anything. Doing podcasting, teaching, I don't know. It's not new stuff. I'm going to move again. I'm in um in May. Whenever my wife figures out where she's going for med school, be moving, buying a house probably is what her plan is. So saving up to buy a house. Yeah, I'm ready to sit somewhere for a while. Which I didn't think. I, I think part of me doesn't. I'm so used to moving around so much, either being on somebody's couch or um, constantly being like, "Hey, do you want to go to another state at 2 a.m. in the morning?" Yeah. And so it's been weird to have to sit in one area. I go to work. I come back home and I'm only I get ready I get dinner ready clothes ready and then I go to bed and I have to do that and it's like weird because I go one place the same places every time yeah so it's been strange but I don't know I'm excited for the summer mm. so I'm excited to get to travel a little bit I plan on doing jobs that I will enjoy like I want to do coffee roasting and I want to work at a pottery shop or mm. uh, something like that so I can kind of delve into those interests a little bit more and maybe learn some more I want to do screen printing too so I thought about trying to find a screen printing company yeah to cool. work for for the summer i just gotta find some jobs that'll let me uh work there for a few months i feel like those kind of jobs they normally take part-time or so hmm. anyway yeah that's my updates i guess i don't really have a lot of super new things going on i have no babies that's good i have a wife no babies you know I have so a, you're not pregnant no, i mean pregante uh, i just have it's a food baby oh <laughs> yeah thai food is great but it bloats me it's good it's good stuff. i have a son that's 17 i do have him mm. yeah well, he calls me dad, and I call him son. He's not like biologically my son, so he doesn't call me uncle. Um, I, he would. Oh, yeah. The kids at school they ask me; they always wonder how old I am. I tell them a thousand, and they mm. say, "How old's your wife?" I said, "Nine hundred and ninety-seven. Oh, so she's a little younger. Yeah, than a little you. younger than me. Barely. Yeah, yeah, just a little. But and then they ask me, "Well, how old's your kid?" And I say, 17. And they go, "God, you must be really old." <laughs> Apparently, I'm a like, thousand, yeah, I'm a thousand, but they they usually think I'm in my, tw- between 20, 20 to 28 is usually the age they think I am. There's not a really good concise number. One kid figured out how old I was because I said Snapchat came out when I was in middle school. I didn't tell if she was right, but she did say, um, you're this old. I said, why do you think that? She said, you said Snapchat came out when you were in middle school. And I was like, wow, you you can put all that work into finding that out, but not doing your actual school. <laughs> so... Um, Sherlock Holmes when it's not important. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the kids can figure so many things out when they want to, but, yeah, it's interesting. Education is different for sure. My expectations on students is probably higher than they would, what they think it should be. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. You want to tell me about your fiancé? You, we can close here. You can talk about how lovely she is before we close out. Wow, I love her. I'm just beautiful. <laughs> Well, uh, we just recently got our engagement pictures. I know we waited a long time to get them, but I, I have been in another, um, I was about to say another country, <laughs> another state. Um, so yeah, uh, she is currently a teacher in middle, no, high school, sorry, high school. It has been a taxing experience on her. I think very similar to what your experience has been. Did, did a child tell her F you? I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, then yeah, we're having similar situations. Yeah, and um, yeah, so so they don't seem to grasp the consequences of their current actions. 
And uh, every time she talks to me about that, it thoroughly reminds me, like, this is, I probably look like a middle schooler to the Lord whenever I, you know, keep doing things that are going to have negative consequences mm. on my relationship look with him. Look at you, but, convicting people. Well, she, she's the one telling me this stuff, so I'm getting and convicted. Do you, do you tell her that, though? Oh, um... I bet you she'd be like, she's trying, she's trying to vent, and you're like, you know, I bet the Lord sees us that way. And she's like, well, dang it, Bryson, I just wanted to this. <laughs> Slaps me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's been good. Uh, we plan on getting married in May, uh, live here in Mississippi for one month, and then move back up to Louisville, and uh, and I'll work at Chick-fil-A, continue working at Chick-fil-A, Lord willing, and she will... It's, I don't think it's very likely she'll enter the teaching arena up there unless uh, something about our current education drastically changes. Um, but, but yeah, so we're trying to get some wedding plans done. We just started premarital counseling, one, I think, one week ago, maybe two. And that's been going smoothly. Uh, it's not the, the way we already went through one counseling book like several months ago, but it's uh, it's good to prepare us for for what uh, marriage, and it's also by a different author, so he also has a different perspective. And this one's slightly more, well, not slightly more. This is much more um, gospel, Christ-centered than the other book was. The other book was Christian authors, but I think it was written for a more generic audience. And so um, I'm thoroughly enjoying my relationship with her, and it's it's been a blessing. And every time I, th I just meditate on um, how she responds to me in such a gracious and loving way, it makes me appreciate the Lord's grace in my life because I know I know He's forgiven me way more than she has. And uh, I'm, I'm overwhelmed by the things that she puts up with for me, you know. So. Yeah. yeah. I remember, uh, gosh, I mean, we know I've read that book a billion times, the Single Dating Engaged Married book. Oh, yeah. I feel um, like he's got that one memorized. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that book is torn apart. It's got sticky notes. Like, that thing has gone through some people's hands, too. Yeah. I was sharing that at college a lot, and then uh, people were making their own notes and put their sticky notes in it, and it was like a traveling book. When I wanted to get those that book in my hands, someone else had it, and so I finally borrowed it from the library. <laughs> I didn't have it at the library. A digital, digital. Oh, library. okay, yeah, yeah. It's a good book. I really liked it. I thought um, uh, it definitely helped me figure out how to like transition from the phase to phase. I actually listened. I, like, I don't agree with Andy Stanley on everything, but he wrote a good book too. It was oh. called "The New Rules to Sex, Dating, and Love," hmm. and it had. One quote that convicted me a lot, it said, uh, it, this, it was talking about this girl that she really liked this guy, and she was telling her mom about how awesome the guy was, that he loved the Lord, he was really sweet and very kind, and he, t mm -hmm. he tried his best to take care of people, and she was really just wanting to date him, but he didn't really like give her any attention. And the mom said, well, honey, that's because you're not the, you're not the kind of guy that you want to date, you're not the kind of girl that guy would like like talking about her yeah. spiritual life and things like that and wow. I was like I remember that convicted me heavily like um I, I say that I want like this person that loves the Lord a lot but am I am I the person that they would want to be that with. they would want to be with yeah and I remember wow. thinking about like that a lot that's good so that was the first move and I mean I made a lot of issue like first starting college I made a lot of mistakes with dating and being especially being a new believer like I'd only been a believer for like a year at the time I think mm -hmm. almost two years yeah 
and uh, so I made a lot of you know sec the the mistakes I was making before I came to Christ I was making still in those relationships because I hadn't really like transferred over like how do I be a how do I function as a Christian and date and so I mean I still made mistakes even after that when I was trying to work on it like figure out how it worked through like through the gospel and through different literature like to help me like put all of it together mm-hmm. um, but yeah I remember that book convicted me a lot like to help me like I thought a lot about it a lot like how can I move to being somebody or how can I represent Christ better that I can be with somebody that represents Christ well right. and so and then that's when I got that single dating engaged book was the next thing was like figuring out how these transitions work from single to dating engaged and married and then how do you do this within like the realm of Christianity or the realm of being in a relationship with the Lord first yeah. I guess so but yeah man yeah that's good stuff growing up is weird yeah it is so you live in Kentucky live in Texas we both lived in Mississippi at one point so we knew each other a dorm away sometimes sometimes we would spend the, the nights in each other's dorms yeah wait watching all kinds of movies movies I'm, I'm starting to appreciate how much time i had in college yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm, now i look forward to maybe getting part of a movie done on the weekends uh, i'm really lucky if i get a whole one done <laughs> I feel like that's my my social time right now is spending like watching movies with my wife and her mom, <laughs> so which is like an hour and then we leave and we go to bed and we may finish the movie later. Mm-hmm. But it's been good. I I enjoy it still. I like the I don't know. It's just I'm not used to not having a lot of people around though. That's yeah. been the weird part because in high school I liked having a lot of people around. Then got to college and I still liked that. And now I've like which I I love them. I'm not saying that I don't, like it's a bad thing. No, yeah. I'm just saying it's different. Something to get used to. Yeah. So understandable. Yeah, but I'm trying to trying to convince you to watch Dune. It's um, it like hey. I know that it's We can do a whole other podcast episode about why I should watch it or not. All right. Well, just just do, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Bob White. I appreciate you giving us your update. I think we probably went um, an hour and 20 minutes, so including the the audio that went off. Oh, including that? Yeah, because it's about an hour now, so I'm assuming we've probably got another 20, 30 minutes on the other audio. So I appreciate it. You got any uh, things you want to plug yourself with or say like last-minute things you think people should know before uh, we sign off? Have a great day. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I recommend those Don Whitney books. I really do. Keep them in your prayers right now, please. That's it. And that was the end of discussion. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed the conversation with uh, Mr. Bob White and I. Um, if you want him to come back on or if you have questions for him, you can send them to the end of discussion at gmail.com or message me on the end of discussion Facebook page. Thank you for listening.